The department determined that on these type projects that uh, it was a better, uh, more cost efficient for us to do these type of projects versus uh, contracting them out or bidding them out. Welcome to Insider, the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. I'm Mike Browning. Our topic, Highland Avenue water and sewer upgrades. Our guests are Assistant City Manager Darren Gore, who also serves as the Director of the City's Water Resources Department, and also Mickey Williams, Foreman of the Heavy Construction for the Department. Thanks a lot for being with us for this podcast. Sure, thanks. Thanks for having us. The major purpose of the the podcast today is to make residents in this construction area aware of how it will impact their homes, impact traffic, so that we can at least make them aware and know you know what's going to be happening in that area and I assume that first of all you you want to notify them and you've been notifying them right so just to give a little background uh, on the water uh, resources department heavy construction crew I think probably almost 20 years ago maybe a little bit longer than 20 years the department determined that on these type projects that uh, it was a better uh, more cost efficient for us to do these type of projects versus uh, contracting them out or bidding them out. So the department is prior to my time. It was with Joe Kirchner as director and Terry Taylor as the uh, operations superintendent. They determined to go out and invest in uh, uh, the, the proper equipment, uh, the heavy construction equipment, and then put together the crew that would go do these type of projects. And so. Uh, we do operate that type of crew around town uh, when we identify projects that really are, are they're, they're big projects, they're not, but, but they're not big enough to really solicit uh, a large contractor in the area. And so, so Mickey, what, what is this project that you're going to be starting on Monday, August 24th? It's going to be replacing, uh, the first section there will be replacing the water line. It'll be a upgrade from a four inch, the old main to an eight inch new line and why do you want to do that why do you need to go from a four inch to an eight inch uh well main thing is probably uh fire protection uh we can get fire protection to every block there is the main reason and the the four inch was probably put in in the late 40s early 50s so time for it to be changed so darren i guess if it's fire protection which is the major reason then you coordinate with the fire department and they reach out to you and say hey this will really help our efficiency right correct we have uh four inch lines are substandard to deliver fire flows uh, typically across the city so whenever we have older four inch lines our, our new standard is eight inch min- eight inch diameter minimum so we do try to go in and replace those four inch mains that just gives you a more a greater hydraulic capacity more flow to fight fires so when you do this when you remove a line and then replace a line uh, obviously you have to disrupt the ground and some of the area I guess do you tap into their line so that you don't have to go through their yard or how does that work Mickey we'll actually have to dig in their yard to replace we'll actually install a new setter new meter everything it'll be uh, a whole new set up it'll be uh we'll actually cut through the yard sidewalk whatever we have to do to get over there to that meter and uh, replace it new box new everything and streets will be closed as well yes and be, how does that work uh they'll be closed from like 8 a.m to 3 p.m uh monday through friday uh, that's to get school buses in 
make sure the kids are, you know, gone before we get there. Uh, and uh, I think it'll be, we'll have the roads open on the weekends too. So the residents still have access to their homes? Yes, uh, they can come and go. If, if a car was, let's say, uh, you know, somebody had to leave at 10 o'clock in the morning and we're digging right in front of their driveway, we have steel plates, I can get them in and out. We can backfill it with gravel, whatever we need to do to get them, get them out of their driveway. And how long will their water services be shut off? Uh, shouldn't be more than maybe an hour, uh, just to change it out. We'll just, after we get the line laid, we'll come back and change the service, and that's when they'll lose service to, their, to the house there. So, Darren, this is not the first time you've gone through this process in other neighborhoods. So what, what is it usually like either notifying neighborhoods or relating with them about this kind of change? Well, I'll be honest, uh, the, the, the crew and the superintendent and Mickey in particular do a great job. So I rarely get any, uh, I guess, complaints or, or people uh, upset about it. I think when you tell people, hey, this is to upgrade their water lines, newer lines, uh, repair leaky sewer lines, that they understand that aging infrastructure happens and that there's a need for replacing stuff, especially if it was uh, installed back in the 40s. Now, we mentioned this already, I think you said something about parking in the driveway, but what about the street itself? I mean, how many people in this area that you know of park in the street, and will they be able to do that, or do they have to keep their uh, cars in the driveway? If, if they're parking at night, I don't really see a problem with it, but uh, I know the first couple blocks are going to be really tight anyway. I don't think they park on the streets through them first couple blocks. But uh, if they are, well, I, you know, we'll obviously have to get them moved. Uh, we'll have to wake somebody up at <laughs> early in the morning <laughs> that don't normally get up. But, uh, uh, yeah, if, while we're working, I'd rather not park in the street. I was going to say, yeah, parking in the street and in a construction zone, uh, if it's an absolute necessity through the night, but preferably that we would – we would advise and prohibit them from parking on the street while we're actively constructing the, the new the new utilities. And the streets are going to be closed, but that's to through traffic. So when you close them, and you're doing it in a rolling fashion, I understand. Mm -hmm. So how will that work? Uh, so like if this is a, uh, a lady in the middle of the block needs to go to the grocery store in the middle of the day, I can get her out. She's not going to be trapped in there. I'm going to get her out. And, if she needs to take the kids to school and she don't get back to 8.30, I'm going to get her back in her driveway because there's really nowhere to park up there other than their driveways. Uh, so we can get them in and out with steel plates or, or however fashion we need to, to make it work. Projects like this always cause uh, either dust or mud, depending on what the situation may be. So uh, that's probably one of the things that people become concerned about or express maybe a little bit of angst over mm -hmm. what can you do or how do you deal with that? <laughs> Hopefully hope we get a lot of rain. <laughs> uh, now uh, we, uh, and it, we're going to do this a block at a time. So that's going to help out with the dust. Um, we're actually going to lay that first, work first block, change the services, probably pave the road back and then we'll do the yard work. Uh, so we're going to kind of clean up as we go along. So we're not, you know, four or five blocks down the road and I've got four blocks of dusty roads and mm -hmm. no rain. Right. 
Uh, and we do have the ability to, to put water down. I mean, if it gets too too hot and too dry, yeah. and we can we can create some more. We, we can not rely necessarily on the rain, but we can go hose. <laughs> we hose can go it spray it, spray we, it down with water to keep that dust down too. Well, while we're on that topic, <laughs> you had discussed that you come through the, the actual yard uh, of the residence. To what extent do you recover that? Like you pull the dirt up, do you reseed, or or you, is it such a small line that you don't have to do that? Uh, we'll, we actually have to reseed. Uh, we'll, uh, and being that's going back to that first block, if we don't have rain, it's hard for that yard to settle out. So that's the only time we may get caught going back is to maybe go back and do some yard work between block to block. Uh, that way, if it doesn't rain, let's say we get a month of no rain, it's hard for that yard to settle without getting water on it. We're not going to leave a mess mess, but it may not be perfect when we leave, but we'll, it will be perfect when, once we get some rain and it all settles out. And that's part of the conversation you have to have with them, right? Yeah, the, the property restoration, honestly, it's one of the toughest things. that I, That's probably where I do get the most complaints that get to my level is when someone's uh, – and I'm talking about on larger construction projects, getting the line in, get, getting services back online is great. Property restoration can actually last, I mean, depending on, on weather, right? If you, if, if you have trench settlement or if it rains too much, uh, it doesn't rain enough and you have to go back and reseed and maybe certain people are very particular. They may demand to have sod on the ground, which we don't, we don't typically do that. Um, uh, so, the 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 property restoration is part of an un, kind of an unknown time element, but I, I don't think we're really we're not break, we're just coming through and getting to the meter, so we're just kind of creating a I don't know Mickey what what size swath do we usually take when we we put in our certain new two service? foot it's a two foot bucket it's just a two foot bucket and so you're really just creating a little finger of a of disruption between the you know the sidewalk and maybe their their meter service so it's only maybe seven or eight feet long by two foot wide it's really not that big of a big of a yeah. big of an area and specific locations where you're working as you roll through will it'll be like a three-week to four-week process so it's not like everyone's affected all at once and then when you when you complete the entire project that's the span that's longer that may be three or four months so you might explain the difference between specific areas in the whole project yeah so we call it a rolling closure because uh, the crew is working block to block to block so if you ha we're saying that each block is going to take between maybe three and four weeks again weather dependent uh, and then so if you take six blocks at, at four weeks a block that's where we're getting into that six month time frame or it could be three to four it, I think we said somewhere in the uh, February March of 21 so uh, you just take the number of blocks that we have to close in the three to four weeks per block and that's kind of the time frame I think we're looking at six or seven blocks yeah I think it was six well right. plus sewer so will they see a marked difference in their water pressure or will it be about the same when you finish uh, I'm gonna say it's going to be the same uh, again the four inch is delivering plenty of, of domestic water uh, supply to these residents, uh, the, the real upgrade is gonna be for the fire protection, for the fire hydrants. But no, they'll see the same pressure and pretty much see the, uh, their, their internal usage won't, won't, mm -hmm. won't vary very much, won't vary at all, I would think. 
We discussed the property, but what about sidewalks? How will they be impacted and restored? I'll answer that, and, and this is just something we have. We uh, I went and talked with Chris Griffith uh, last week, and uh, we are talking about how do we coordinate with streets if they want to come back and do new curb and gutter or new sidewalks. Obviously, if we go through a sidewalk, we're just going to make a patch. Um, and, it, and at a certain point, it, we may be looking at coming back and uh, relaying new sidewalks, depending on the city's budget and can, can that type of improvement uh, come in after the fact. So uh, we do coordinate with, the, with our street department and our city engineer. And if we have an opportunity while we're in there kind of messing things up or messing up the roadway, uh, we may want to, we may use that as an opportunity to actually improve or enhance or upgrade uh, curb and gutter and sidewalks. So finally, we should probably discuss roughly what this project cost. I guess we could talk about the cost putting in the lines and then there might be a supplemental cost to restoring the sidewalks and the curbs. I don't know if we've gotten bids uh, for the full cost of materials. I can say we have, we, we put in our budget annually somewhere in the neighborhood of, of half a million dollars for water and half a million dollars for sewer that we set aside for these type projects for our construction crew to go out and, and uh, we can obviously, since it's internal labor, uh, we don't necessarily have, we've got a, a kind of a fixed labor cost that we pay for whether we're doing these type of improvements or not. The materials, we bid those out, uh, those are relatively inexpensive and the patching and so forth. So it's gonna, it's gonna stay within that million dollar uh, budget that we set. And uh, if it doesn't, then uh, I'll be notified and we'll have to you know, ask for uh, going into our reserve account. As we close, are you prepared to say, like you have an idea of the next area that you think, well, we really need to work on that area as well. And it's probably around downtown because of the lines. Do you think that far ahead, like we need to go here or is it? Is That's that probably, yeah, I think we do think that far ahead, but it's not me. I think Valerie's probably the one, or or maybe Mickey. Uh, I, th I think the next job I've got is, uh, mm, I know, College Heights. I think it's College Heights over by MTSU. So there is a process in which yeah. you're constantly thinking about where you need to go from right. where you yeah. are. Okay. And and we're, and again, we're constantly looking, we, we coordinate with the streets department each year, and we see what their repaving list is. And so sometimes... If they have certain streets that they expect to repave uh, this upcoming year, we obviously don't want an old set of utilities underneath a road that's going to be repaved. So if we see that paving list, sometimes we will uh, move a project into uh, an area that we hadn't maybe planned on so that we'll get in our new utilities so they won't pave over an old uh, set of utilities and when we can get in there and make upgrades. All right, well, thanks to both of you for discussing the Highland Avenue sewer upgrade and water upgrade project. We appreciate it. Thank you. We'll Thank end you. with saying that residents in this affected area can call the Water Resources Department at 615-893-1223, or they can call 615-848-3200 if they have questions or concerns about the project. Director Gore and Foreman Williams have been our guests on this edition of The Insider. Assistant City Manager Darren Gore is also the director of the Murfreesboro Water Resources Department. And Mickey Williams is the foreman of the Highland Avenue project uh, coming up 
in the next several weeks. For more information on the city of Murfreesboro, visit www.murfreesboro.tn.gov. You've been listening to The Insider, the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. I'm Mike Browning, and thanks for joining us.